Did you know Granny McDuff now has a Patreon? You can get all episodes ad-free. Games, puzzles, calendars, and more. You can even get discounts off Granny merch. Sign up now on Patreon. Go to GrannyMcDuffENT.com for more information. Good evening, children. It's Granny McDuff, ready with a story. So make yourselves comfy, and I'll begin. And now, the epic adventure of Crawford, the little pirate crab, continues. The wandering barnacle and its crew sailed north for days. It grew cooler and cooler. The beaky pirates wrapped themselves in coats or blankets, put on hats and little mittens, knitted especially for their claws. Finally, they reached the Puffin Islands in Iceland. Ahoy! shouted Captain Crabby. The Puffins greeted them in their very distinctive honk. Could it be? cried Magnus, the king of the Puffins. Captain Crabby and the Peaky Pirates. It is us, old friend, Captain Crabby replied. Come ashore. Let us celebrate our reunion, said Magnus. The pirates put down their anchor, hopped into their rowboat, picked up their oars and headed to the shore. The puffins were delighted to welcome them. Captain Crabby greeted Magnus and Helgi and their little puffin, Friedrich. This time of year, we rarely get visitors too cold, Magnus said. We're on a mission for treasure, Crabby told him. Oh? Magnus asked. A dangerous mission, said Crawford. Well, a pirate's work usually is, young one, Helgi chimed in. Sounds fun, said Friedrich. It's a very serious business, Crawford replied. How far north are you going? asked Helgi. To the Arctic, Krabby replied. Through wolf country? Magnus asked. Yes, and past the den of the owls, said Krabby. And straight to the treasure of Sandy Shoes O'Grady, Crawford cried. This is what you seek? asked Magnus. It is, Krabby replied. And we cannot persuade you to turn back? Helgi asked. No, said Krabby. Then we will surely celebrate, my friend, for all who have tried have never returned. So, let us enjoy, and tomorrow we shall see you off, said Magnus. And enjoy they did. Before they knew it, the sun was coming up, and it was time to be on their way. They rode back to the wandering barnacle and set sail. Crawford went into the storage cabin looking for a hat. It was freezing. He found one and put it on, over the one he already had on his head. Then something rustled. Hello? he asked. No answer. Then another rustle. Who's there? 
said Crawford. Frederick the Puffin popped his head out of a large sack. What are you doing here? Crawford asked, quite surprised. Shh, said Frederick. Feel not far enough yet. I don't want him to take me back. I want to go find the treasure with you to have an adventure. I want to be a pirate. We are going to be in so much trouble, said Crawford. Not we, just me, because I left. I promise you won't get into any trouble. Please let me come with you, Frederick begged. Fine, but stay here and be quiet. Don't let anyone know. Not until tomorrow after we've reached the ice. Then we really can't turn back, said Crawford. The wandering barnacle sailed all night, slowly but surely. Then, quite suddenly, there was a huge thud. Then another. Then another. Huge chunks of ice drifted as far as the eye could see. Sails down, cried one pirate. Oars out, another ordered. Many of the crew went below, pushed their oars out and began to row. Slowly but surely, they navigated through the ice. Suddenly, a narwhal popped out of the water. The wave was so huge, it almost tipped the wandering barnacle over. But the peaky toe pirates kept her level, and they were soon steady again. Apologies, cried the narwhal. They passed many polar bears, some hunting for food, some swimming, some enjoying the nice cool ice with a nice cool nap. And so they travelled along. Little Frederick was still hiding, but he was so very hungry. He just wanted a small snack, then he would hide again. So he went to the galley to find something to eat. He had his whole head stuck inside a jar of jelly when Macklebone entered. What in the name of the sea? Macklebone exclaimed. Frederick jumped up. The jar stuck on his head. How did you get on the ship? Where have you been hiding? Macklebone asked. But before Frederick could answer, something happened. In a split second, the ship was sucked down into the water. But no water folded over them. Instead, it parted like a big funnel. The bottom of the wandering barnacle floated just above the ocean floor on a thin layer of water. Positions! Captain Crabby cried. Protect the ship at all costs! Crawford was quite frightened. Fighting seagulls was one thing, but this was quite another. Then a light appeared from the wall of water. Then another and another, until the water was very well lit. They were anglerfish, lighting the way for someone or something. Captain Crabby, Crawford and the Peaky Pirates were ready. But by golly, they were nervous, for nothing like this had ever happened to them. 
show yourself, cried Captain Crabby. I don't like taking orders, said a voice. Who are you? Captain Crabby asked. The question is really, who are you? Who dares trespass in our ocean? Why do you come? We come in search of treasure. Suddenly, a creature darted out at them. His bottom half was that of a whale, while from the waist up, he was a man. His hair was covered in ice, and when he landed on the deck, his tail turned into icicles. He was a Merenice, a merman of the Arctic. All around him, the ship froze. You seek the treasure of Sandy Shoes O'Grady, he asked. We do, said brave little Crawford. I found the map. Many have tried. All have failed, the Merenites replied. Will you stop us, said Crawford. If you swear to hold dear the secrets of the Arctic, to treasure its inhabitants, and to leave it just as you found it, I shall not stand in your way. But if you break this promise, you will not return home. I can make that promise, Crawford assured him. Then go, and if you see the trident Captain Sandy Shoes stole from me, drop it here straight above us where the tides meet so that I might have it back, and we shall guide you safely south from below. You will have your trident back, Crawford said. And with that, the Merenice and his anglerfish disappeared. The water rose and took the wandering barnacle back up to the surface. Don't make promises you can't keep, my son, said Captain Crabby. We're in treacherous waters. We'll be in for it if we do not succeed. Father, we're in for it either way. Crawford replied, but I fully intend on keeping all my promises. My brave boy, said Crabby proudly. Brave pirate, that is, Crawford corrected him. From one problem solved to another starting up, Macklebone interrupted. He had Frederick next to him, the jar now removed from his head. He found me. Frederick said to Crawford, I needed a snack. How did you get on the ship? And you knew? Captain Crabby said, I want to go on an adventure. I want to be a pirate too. Puffins can make good pirates. Well, I can't imagine your parents are very happy. They'll be looking for you. And they'll think we took him, Macklebone cried. No! I left them a note. I told my friend Barry to deliver the message so they know I'm with you. 
and that I'm safe. Not guaranteed, said Macklebone. Don't frighten him, Macklebone, ordered Captain Crabby. You're with us now, which means you're under my command, which means stay out of trouble and keep close to Crawford. Does this mean I'm a picky tall pirate? Frederick asked. It does, Crawford replied. The boys celebrated. They danced around the deck and then got a snack in the galley together. They even helped row some of the way, although it was two of them to one oar. After a while, the ice became denser and it was impossible for them to continue on water. We must go on claw from here, Captain Crabby announced. Barlow let out a wail. Hush now, Barlow! I'll do all the walking, Crabby told him. Barlow was once again satisfied. Captain Crabby fixed a knife to the bottom of his wooden leg, which made it all the more comfortable and less slippery so that he could walk on the ice. And so they set out. Slap a claw on the ice, push down twice, and forward we go, cried Macklebone. The peaky toes began to sing. Peaky toe, peaky toe, we are the peaky toes. We claw and we roam and we never go home. True pirates we are, we travel wide and far. Adventure we seek and treasure we keep. Peaky toe, peaky toe, we are the peaky toes. The map says to pass through the gates of the polar bears, said Crawford. The gates of the polar bears, said Frederick. I heard they're made of stone and will crush anyone who dares enter, said Macklebone. We will find out. The treasure is beyond them, so we haven't any choice, said Crawford. Soon, the gates were in sight. They were enormous. Huge stone polar bears stood on each side, in full armour, and holding enormous stone hammers. Friedrich waddled right up to the gate, and just as he was about to cross... Captain Crabby grabbed him back. Do not take another step until we know it's clear, Captain Crabby ordered. He tossed a rock between the statues. And sure enough, they moved. They stepped down from their pedestals and smashed the rock to bits. Said Frederick. On one side of the gate was a large plaque. Crawford read what was inscribed. Ye who enter, beware. The gates of the Arctic are the gates of the polar bears. Step lightly or be crushed. Learn a trick, you might be saved. But only one has the clue. It must be Sandy. He must have had it, said Crawford. He looked at the map, but there was nothing. Then he held it up to the gates. A small light shined onto where the gates were shown on the map. There it was, the outline of a small shoe. The shoe of Sandy Shoes O'Grady, Crawford said. A comedian, if you ask me, 
said Macklebone. If the shoe fits, said Frederick. Let's find it, said Captain Crabby. Spread out. Don't go near the gates. But it's got to be here somewhere, said Captain Crabby. There's nothing but ice here, Frederick said to Crawford. Exactly, he replied. So it must be on one of those statues. They are the gatekeepers. They hold the key, wouldn't they? How do we get to them? Didn't you see them crush the rock? Can you fly up there? Me? Fly near that thing? Friedrich said. You said you wanted adventure. Now's your chance, Crawford told him. Friedrich flew straight up into the air, then dove toward the gatekeepers. He stayed high enough so that they did not see him. He cried. It's on the helmet! Grab it! With all his might, Frederick dove down and snatched the shoe off of the top of the helmet. The gatekeeper saw him and tried to grab him, but he was too fast. Frederick had the shoe in his mouth and dropped it down to Crawford. Now, where does it fit? Crawford said to himself. He looked at the gates. He looked at the map. The shoe was in the centre of the gates. So he went and stepped between them, right under the hammers of the gatekeepers. And just as they stepped from their pedestals, he dropped the shoe onto the ice. It glowed and then turned to golden dust. And it spread all over. Suddenly, the gatekeepers froze. It's safe! Go through the gates! Crawford cried. The peaky pirates all passed through and just in time too. The dust was disappearing and the gatekeepers were beginning to move. In front of the peaky pirates, there was nothing but ice. They carried on and persevered. The map says it should be here! Crawford cried, right where the X is. That's where we are. Why is there a walrus there? Frederick asked. Because that's whose territory it is, cried Macklebone. And just as he said it, a huge walrus charged toward them. We come for the treasure, said Crawford. The walrus did not care. He kept charging. Then suddenly he just disappeared. Ice had cracked. There was a huge hole. Crawford looked down into it and saw the walrus. I suppose I'm stuck, he said. If we help you, will you leave us be? Crawford asked. I suppose I will, the walrus replied. Thank you, Mr. Walrus, said Crawford. You looking for the treasure? He asked. Yes, Crawford replied. Old Sandy Shoes, what a little devil he was. Good friend of mine, till I ate him. Talked too much, he did. You ate him? Crawford asked. Well, yes, I swallowed him right up. Then I spat him back out. He was a friend, 
can't eat a friend. Then he left, asked me to guard his treasure. Polar bears too, we all agreed. Couldn't say no to Sandy. Loved him, we did. Suddenly, Crawford slipped and down he went, right into the hole with the walrus. <laughs> Guess we're both stuck now, the walrus laughed. Crawford turned and saw a tunnel. What's in there? he asked. You got the map? Go find out. I won't fit. Gotta find a way to hop out of here. There are steps right there behind you. Can you slide up? Crawford remarked. Oh, yes, I think I can. <sighs> that old Sandy always had tricks in those shoes he did. The walrus went on his merry way, leaving Crawford and the Peaky Toe Pirates to head into the tunnel. It was long and winding, but finally they reached the end. And there it sat. The treasure of Sandy Shoes O'Grady. It was huge. The biggest treasure ever collected. The Peaky Pirates could not believe their eyes. They cheered for Crawford. He was the one true pirate. He was the stuff of legend. Take what you can, Captain Crabby told them. And so they packed up the treasure, including the trident of the Maronice King. There was only one piece left, a golden disc inscribed with Captain Sandy Shoes O'Grady's likeness. Crawford picked it up. And suddenly, the ice shook and began to cave in. The Peaky Pirates had already started the journey back out of the tunnels. Hurry! Captain Crabby cried. Father! Crawford was stuck in a pile of ice that had fallen. In a flash, Frederick flew in and grabbed him. The ice began to cave in. They all ran as fast as they could and made it out just in time. When they returned to the ship, they stowed the treasure beneath and began their long journey home. Crawford did not forget his promise to the Maronites and dropped the trident down at the exact spot where the tides met, just as he had been asked to do. And so the Maronites made sure they made it out of the Arctic safely. But as the story goes... And as Sandy said himself, the treasure was cursed. Would the Peaky Toe Pirates be able to get the treasure back safely? Or was there another adventure in store for young Crawford?